Well, hello, here we are on the 5th of February, 2021, and I want to have a little word with you about the whole business of the key question of whether we deserve total freedom of expression. Well, we don't, do we? We can't say whatever we want. And yet, can we ban somebody completely from expressing his or her views? Or should we just call into question specific statements, but then allow people to go on? Of course, I'm referring to Donald Trump. I'm referring to Twitter, which has has accrued to itself the power to cripple our democracy. Oh, you don't think so? You don't feel like that? You don't, you think it's right. He deserves everything he gets. Some of the young people with which I work feel like that. They feel he doesn't deserve a fair hearing in court. He has forfeited that right. That's what one of the people who works with me said. He's forfeited that right. Interesting, isn't it? I mean, certainly the media is biased against Donald Trump with every justification the man is in many respects a bore and a bigot but he's a man who garnered the votes of half of the American people twice one time he narrowly won the election another time he narrowly lost it but twice over he's garnered the votes of the American people and he's not so different from many other world leaders I mean Bolsonaro in Brazil he's burning down half the Amazon arguably far more outrageous than Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, for all his sins, has failed to bring bring us a war in the Middle East, unlike many of his Democrat predecessors who have gone to war all too readily. And yes, Donald Trump is boorish and outlandish. Does that mean we silence this voice? Once you start silencing voices, people start taking up guns. Oh, they were doing that already in support of Donald Trump. Well, yes, they were. But what is forgotten in this race to indict this very unpleasant piece of work is that he called down the protesters before they invaded the Congress buildings. And it's it's on YouTube. I mean, he's there phoning his acolytes saying go home but that doesn't count because he rallied them in the first place I think his main fault was not so much rallying the protests in which five people died one of them a policeman the others testers his main fault was in questioning the outcome of a democratic vote in the first place you live by the sword you die by the sword he chose to fight a democratic election so you bear the consequences just it's the rules it's the game fair play the Welsh used to have that expression, didn't they? Chwarae teg, porb amsa, fair play at all times. And Donald Trump doesn't play fair. So you could argue he deserves everything he gets. But does he deserve to be banned on Twitter? Because freedom of expression is enormously important. We have a slight paranoia about hate speech. Uh, let me tell you, just in case you're in any doubt here, I've endured it. Bias and bigotry, we were hammered. When I stood for election, I, what was I doing standing for election? I stood as an independent for police commissioner in the southwest. An exercise I repeated twice. I'm not sure I'll repeat it again. But I came in for vile criticism on Twitter. Foul stuff from one of the other candidates. And persistent, persistent, persistent 
persistent. And not only that, but I came in for abuse. I was defending migration, immigration in my way. Not a great advocate for the freedom of movement. I've got lots of reservations about it. I do not like the way the people are coming over in droves across the channel in little boats. Oh yeah, they're courageous to do it, but I think the government is wet to let them do it. Many of them drown in the blooming channel. The whole thing is ridiculous. Asylum seeking should be through proper channels. But I was promoting the acceptance of refugees and asylum seekers in proper ways. And boy, vile abuse. I mean, incomprehensible foulness on Facebook from blokes mostly, although some women as well, who despised migrants and immigrants. And it was, you know, I mean, I'm not going to repeat the language. It was just obscene. But what you do, you just block them. Easy enough. I mean, our politicians are so pathetic. Little drips. Okay. All right. Now, sometimes this goes over the edge and becomes violence. And we've all seen that, that terrible business of life attacks and the killing of politicians. But if we suppress it, if we suppress freedom of speech and don't allow these nasty people to express their views, then surely violence is going to increase. Is, uh, is the repression of freedom of speech any way to proceed? Anyway, I just don't, I just blocked the people that abused me and just went on. I mean, you can't ignore social media if you're standing for election. It's a major plank of everything we do. But to expect to censor your critics so that they don't have a voice on the platforms that the world uses today, dangerous road to take. Freedom of expression is enormously important. I disagree with what you say, but I defend to the death your right to say it. I think politicians have got double standards, really. And some of the some of the hatred they come out with. The world is dripping with hatred. Hatred. Some of them hate the government of Israel. Some of them hate the government of Syria. Others hate this group or hate that group. Or the world is just awash with hatred. We want to build a safer world. You've got to cut out the hatred, and that means on all sides. That doesn't mean you you just deal with Donald Trump and go on romping away, hating yourself. The, we're dripping with hatred. Dripping with it. We love to hate. I was much disturbed when I heard that Potkin as a man. Now, Potkin is a kind of fanatical. Sorry, Potkin. If you're listening to me now, you probably will listen to this podcast. I promised you I'd do it. But you are kind of fanatical, Potkin. Potkin is uh, anti-Iranian government, and understandably, he's he's Iranian by descent and heritage. He lives in the UK. He speaks like a Cockney, but he really dislikes the government of Iran. And Twitter have banned him. They banned him because of his extreme hate speech. What was his hate speech? He actually accused uh, Donald Trump's son of being a racist. This man's a racist, he said, in a tweet. The Twitter banned him. This is just the other day. Twitter's going on a vest of banning people. Now, I've seen some of this political correctness affect me in my campaign. The second time around when I stood for police and commissioner, I found it very difficult because my hands were tied by Facebook. Everything I did was scrutinized. For what? For political bias? I'm, I'm standing for, for political posts. I found it very difficult. People want to express an opinion. It's becoming more difficult to express an opinion. Potkin, as a has been banned from Twitter. Donald Trump and Potkin Azimuth. What are the four freedoms on which the whole Universal Declaration of Human Rights is based? 
Roosevelt's great four freedoms, freedom of religion, freedom from fear, freedom from want, and freedom of expression. Surely it matters. Now, I'd like to end this by giving you a rational viewpoint. I'm not objective. Oh, yes, and I have my hatreds too. I hate China, the way it is today, the way it's treating the Uyghurs. Oh, yeah. And I, I hate Turkey, really. I shouldn't, but I mustn't. I must try and reform that in myself, but I find Turkey's behavior oppressive and cruel, imprisoning more journalists than almost any country on earth, apart from China, of course. I do cherish freedom of expression, and two of the greatest nations for breaching that freedom are Turkey and China, but I don't like the thought that the United States of America and Twitter should join them as repressive in regard to freedom. Anyway, shortly after the Trump Twitter ban, a guy called Reverend Dr. Sam Wells, speaker of the Church of England, um, the one in Trafalgar Square, and he came out with a little statement on Thought for the Day, and maybe it expresses the kind of thing I want to say better than I can say it. So, in conclusion for this podcast, here are the words of Dr. Sam Wells, speaker of St. Martin's in the Field, given our the BBC in Thought for the Day. I hope you find them useful or at least provocative. You are listening to a programme from BBC Radio 4. The Reverend Dr Sam Wells, Vicar of St Martin in the Fields in London. Good morning. Amid all the solemn words about an appalling assault on democracy, the relish felt by those who've long opposed Donald Trump that they finally now have a smoking gun to bring him down has been hard to hide. But when you're eager for a cause, you can sometimes miss the significance of who else you find on your side of the argument. Twitter permanently suspended the president at the weekend due to the risk of his further inciting violence. While many celebrated this decision, it would be easy to miss the irony. For much of the last 15 years, figures in government have been pondering how best to regulate social media giants. Now, social media giants are regulating figures in government. Meanwhile, those dismayed by the president have flailed around different institutional means to curtail or halt his antics, but it's taken a corporate organisation to stop him in his tracks. This might be a positive development for opponents of Donald Trump, but is it a red-letter day for democracy? Voltaire is alleged to have said, I disapprove of what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. Just because I don't like what a public figure says, and I think he's gone outside any reasonable bounds of free speech, That doesn't automatically make it a great idea for a private business to make the call about closing down what has hitherto been the President's principal mouthpiece throughout his tenure at the White House. Jesus told a parable about a field in which wheat and weeds were both growing. The farmer realised he couldn't gather the weeds without uprooting the wheat at the same time. So he let both wheat and weeds grow until the harvest, when the weeds could be removed more easily. Society and government have huge questions to face about social media, about the weaponization of personal data, and about the massive power of a few companies to determine who can speak and what they can say. It seems a strange time to invest even more power in those companies, even if their decisions happen to align with your own on this occasion. Allowing the wheat and weeds to grow in Washington right now means letting democratic institutions arrest and prosecute rioters and taking the president through a formal congressional process of censure, perhaps even deposition. But trying to remove the weeds before harvest, by letting a massive social media company curtail your opponent's right to speak, is a dangerous game. 
because the next person that business chooses to quieten down might be you.